Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be back for episode two of season two. We have a very, very special guest today. It's the lovely, it's the talented Amy Vant. Um, We can't wait to share this episode with you. We had an amazing time sitting down and chatting with her today. So let's get into it. My name is Taylor. My name is Kai. And welcome back to another episode of No No Follow-Up Questions, the show where we talk about the booms, the bangs, and the blunders of living through your 20s. Hi, Kai. Hi. Happy 2022. Happy 2022. I mean, technically, last episode was released. Yes. In 2022. That was before New Year's, though. Yeah, we recorded it before New Year's. And if you carry the three, it's actually next year. That's too much math for me. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't taken a math class in high school. We have to address the beauty, the talent, sitting on the foot of my bed right now. This Amy Vant is in my bedroom. Hi. She's joining us today. Hello. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. We're fucking thrilled. So thrilled. Amy is a talented singer, mm-hmm. songwriter. Artist. Artist. Like painting. Like Yes. Yeah, she has talented hands. Oh. Nope. Kaiban. <laughs> With a paintbrush. Take that back. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm doubling um, down, actually. My bad. And she's also potentially the most emotionally intelligent person we mm. know. Whoa. So we invited her here today to teach us how to understand feelings mm-hmm. without spiraling. How to learn and grow as a 20-something? Question mark? Sorry I'm actually only 16. Oh. Guys. Well, okay. <laughs> makes me feel really bad at myself because I look straight just up kidding. to you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No. Just really clarifying that really quick. I am 22 years old. Miss um, Amy, how how did we meet? Ooh. Um. So the way we met is because I came to because I was dating previous guest Tucker Click and wanted to embarrass him at work and. You guys were there, and I wanted to be your friends, but I was too nervous to say did, anything. Did you really? Yeah. You seemed nervous, but uh, not because we were cool. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. No, I believe that. But you guys are, you just were working, and you were so cool, and I was like, oh, that's a vibe. We would always get so excited when you would come. <laughs> like, we'd be like, Tucker, <laughs> And then, like, we'd give you drinks for free, like, if nobody was watching. Um, and then I would, like, always write on the cup, like, Tucker, Amy is here. Go say hi. Like, he was always like, cool. I know. Yeah. He would show up and be like, hey, what's What's up? What's funny is that's exactly how your relationship (laughs) is. And you guys would be like, oh my God, Amy's here. Literally, I'm like, so chill. Like, hey, girl, what's up? Someone someone wants to see you. (laughs) Well, one time you just came and like dropped something off for him or something. And I was like, sounds right. Who's that girl? And he's like, oh, who's that girl? It's someone that I've been talking to. And I said, you've been talking to someone? You're not going to bring this up for months. It's so chill. Yeah. Uh, it's still chill. But then slowly but surely, we like, bring Amy around. Mm. Um, and she became a staple mm-hmm. in the uh, friend group. I remember when we added you to the, the group chat. Oh, oh my God. It was a big day. Oh, that was a big day. Yeah. Yeah, what a rush. <laughs> Aww. I felt so special. Um, the one good thing Tucker Click ever did for <laughs> <laughs> He's Amen not here to, to defend that. himself. So. Is this bullying? Mm. Is it? Maybe. Mm. But <laughs> take it up with the chief of police. Um, how was everyone's week? Uh, you go first, guy. Um, apart from 
the Omegatron variant trying to ruin my life. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> COVID got me down bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started going back to therapy. Fuck yeah. I got a, a meet and measure. It's a, a meeting with a modeling agency. So <gasps> oh, like progress. For I those of you, oh, sorry to interrupt. Huh? Um, for those of you who don't know Kai in person, he's very attractive. I'm gonna so fight you right I'll here. Right now. He's a model. I'm wearing women's pants for fashion. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, this week has been like I was in my room a lot, just making sure I wasn't getting sick, and so I was checking things off my little to-do list, and then I went back to work, and my mental health went downhill. So it really be that way. It, it does. Yeah, it does I had to go back to work um, after a glorious week and a half vacation. You had a long time off, yeah. It was awesome, but then I like came back to the office, and then I was like the only person who came <laughs> to the office <laughs> for like two days, and so that was like by myself in the office for two days, and I was like, I guess I'll work from home. <laughs> and I've been like at home for the first like the last few days and then today is the first time i've like seen people oh like legitimately irl and like gone outside well it's been a pretty big day mm. <laughs> yeah i i also returned to work this week and the first day i was back i got absolutely got by a customer like you know what happened so we have this customer i'm outing him his name is robert mm. robert's like your least favorite disney channel like villain <laughs> He's he's so unsuspecting. He's like he wears polo shirts and like sketchers, but he walks up, Sounds he mean. picks up his coffee, and you say like, "Have a nice day, Robert," and he'll just like give you the littlest witty, snarky comment, and mm. then strut away with his coffee. Oh so God. we kicked him out. <gasps> we banned him from the Rama. store, and then we're being bitchy. So, just we're wearing for being a crime to fashion um but he uh, a couple days ago chose to come back and tell us a different name instead of rubber yes he called himself chase oh chase he was like they'll never know let me tell you (laughs) i knew and he really thought he was about to get away with it but no i walked right up to him i said hey robert um let's just address the obvious here (laughs) um we're gonna say happy new year let's let's give this one more try okay we're you know new leaf okay robert and he just goes you clearly need my service and then scoffs in the way this man strutted out of the store it just made me want to gently pass away on the spot (laughs) i couldn't and that's the end of my story Capitalism oh needed you that day. So good job. <laughs> Absolutely demolished by fucking Robert. Robert. When you said a Disney Channel villain, I pictured Rico from Hannah Montana. It was like him and all grown up. A few more years. I'm Jeez. picturing like Robert California from The Office. <laughs> I never watched The Office. Another quirky. It's white people culture. <laughs> Am I wrong? My coworkers today were like, "Have you guys ever been whale watching?" And I said, "That sounds like the, the cutest Caucasian activity." Oh my God, whale watching. <laughs> You want me to go on a boat and be cold and watch? It is a, a really stale thing to do. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'd rather fun. eat saltines in my bed alone. Yeah, you see like a blowhole or two, and then that's oh, it. Like, like a great day to me. So- <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. Speaking of blowholes, no. <laughs> okay. Um, what is everybody's New Year's resolution? <laughs> That was the worst transition of all time. I'm not going to follow up after that. Sorry. I do have follow-up questions about that, Taylor. That made me think of my New Year's resolution, which is 
to transcend my physical body and mm. no longer experience the sensation of horniness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snaps to that, sister. Amen. Who needs it? Not me. I'm just going to pretend that I don't live in a body that has... That has needs. Yeah, needs. <laughs> I've, been, um, I've been doing that for most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. My, my real New Year's resolution is to advocate for myself more. Fuck yeah. Okay, Taylor. I don't know how well it's going so far. Okay. We're well, you haven't you haven't seen anyone. Eight so. days in. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> practice with us right now. <laughs> I need a hug. <laughs> I got oh, you. Yeah. As soon as we're done. After this. Thank you guys. Yeah. Business first, then business. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kai? My New Year's resolution is to um, stop lying to my friends when they say you should watch this show. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna just say no <laughs> if I don't want to watch. It. <laughs> um, Amy and I were talking about this this show that like. My company just premiered and Amy was like, oh my God, we should watch, like, we should have watch parties. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, like, Kai, would do watch parties with us? And he was like, no. No. <laughs> he, he didn't even and hesitate. He said, ah. There was love in that. No. Night. Yeah. Yeah. It's important for me to respect Kai's boundaries. I love that. One time Thank I was you. trying to get him to come out and I was like, Kai, you have to like, like come out, come out with me, come out. He's like, no. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> and Shit, I had to okay. drop it. Because that's friendship. Like that. You seem really okay with that, Taylor. Yeah, you didn't say it like that. I was like, I'm going to see you tomorrow. And you're like, oh, okay. It snapped into reality. <laughs> you didn't even I feel end like up it's going just out. hitting no. you right didn't now. Even go out. <laughs> no, because it's like me and Max, we were going to go out. And he's like, oh my God, the people we're like meeting aren't going to get there for another hour. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. It's already like 11. Like, <laughs> let's just. You guys wanted to go to a, a, a bar that had no parking. In yeah, the of Hollywood. Mm. And I was like, it just, I have to be up at six a.m. It didn't. It didn't work yeah, out. It wasn't worth it. Um, what about you, Amy? Ooh, that's that's a toughie. I feel like I have this really bad like productivity thing where I can't let myself take time off without feeling mm. like the scum of the earth. That's so I'm gonna try to not do that. You're just gonna year. like take time to yourself. Yeah, and and not hate myself for it. I love hopefully. that. Yeah. Do you feel like you're gonna try to schedule time? like specifically mm. or just like notice when you feel like you need a break and see that's like, the part i haven't really thought out yet you figured that part out yet <laughs> i'm gonna be honest you were taking yourself on a date like an actual i used to more i definitely should what would a good self date be Ooh, i like if you were to be like hmm. wine and dine by yourself hmm. what would that look like i go to the melrose trading post okay shit. Fun. my favorite thing mm-hmm. and go get like a cute little little brunch moment maybe go on a picnic by myself that sounds so lovely that sounds sweet <laughs> i mean tomorrow's sunday I, I might. I love to do shit by myself, but I feel like I've just been spending so much time by myself mm-hmm. recently. I'm like, I hate her. No. Like, I don't want to hang out with her anymore. <laughs> don't talk about my friend like that. But <laughs> I, like, I'm I need friendship in my life. Right yeah. Now. I'm yeah. tired of, I love my, my coworkers. They're fine. They're good and fresh and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I need like my people you know yeah yeah it just outside feels, of the workplace would be really nice yeah it feels like with this like resurgence of covid it's like oh okay all the fun things are closed but the workplace mm. is still open it's like oh my god you better not go to a bar but like you can totally like go to, to your shift at the bar like and get demolished by fucking twisted. robert <laughs> i can't believe i'm still stuck on the fact that robert's like dream other name is chase chase h i don't robert if you're listening please explain <laughs> robert please start going to another <laughs> location <laughs> he's actually banned from all of them <laughs> just for being damn. just for being a little snarky ass it's that good new year's okay. resolution i should make I should kai come to, to f- okay cool uh, i'm excited for this year kind of, kind of. only kind of 
I feel like I'm turning 25 this year, which feels Whoa. like a milestone yeah. somehow. It's all downhill from it. No, I'm kidding. You're <laughs> going gonna to peak in your 40s? I've been reading this book, though, called The Defining Decade. Do you guys know this book? Mm-mm. No. It's about, like, how your 20s are actually an important time for, like, self-development. Mm-hmm. And so you shouldn't just be like, fuck it. I'm in my 20s. Like, I'll get my shit together when I'm in my 30s. Who says that? I, I was saying I've that until I read this book and I was like, oh, wait, like I could actually be using my time perhaps wisely. I feel like I've heard so much of the opposite, but I think it's because we're all in entertainment industry where we're like, we're running out of time. We're always mm. running out of time. I'm like 22. And then that means I've missed like a certain window to be like a TikTok teeny bopper teeny or something. Bop. It's never too late. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'm well on my way. <laughs> to being a TikTok star? Wait, I'm sorry. I have to expose Kai on the pod. What? Kai had used to make TikTok videos of his cat. How do you know that? I have my ways. Have we addressed what? this? <laughs> and also Kai used to be a YouTuber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. It just came up on my... Um, it didn't just come up. Explore page after it didn't just I, come it up. It just popped up after I Googled um, Kevin Brown. <laughs> I've never Googled you guys. What would I find? My website. You have a website? Yeah, she was a country star singer. Did you hear that? True. No, I actually mm. already listened to her music before. You found that. it? She showed me. Did I? Yeah. You'll show Amy, but you won't show me. She showed me months ago. No, I showed her Sorry. She like demos, right? Oh. No, you showed me on Spotify. Uh, you directed me to your Spotify oh, page. You and Allison, when we were having a dinner. Oh. Yeah. Wait, do we it have to is. bleep all the names of the workplaces we just mentioned? Uh, ours, yes. I don't know about you, but we can. I'm... You still work there. I would probably for you not. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There's going to be a lot of bleeps in this episode. That's okay. I love that. Let's get them all I can figure way. it out. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. What are we talking about today, Miss Taylor? The theme of season two is we're inviting <laughs> our friends who have something to teach us to the pod in hopes that we can glean a little bit of expertise and knowledge better people yes Mm -hmm. no pressure Um, though (laughs) we love and admire amy vance so much because she's very emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. i remember we were driving back from the desert that one time and we're talking about tucker was spiraling in the car and we were like stop baby you're good wait why was he spiraling um his he's about to release his music yeah sensitive you know Mm -hmm. scorpio scorpio um Classic. And you song. gave some advice. Rosie was asleep. <laughs> oh, she first five does. minutes she was yeah. clocked out. She was clocked. And I'm like, what's funny is she asked the question that sparked the advice session. <laughs> I fell asleep. asleep. She sent starting us fires off. locking. Shout out Rosie for for getting us there. Anyway, you gave some advice, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> what did, what did I, I say? What'd she say? It's probably that Chili's Mark that got me <laughs> got me in the moon. <laughs> I think I had Amy, two. you love a chili. Those Presidente margaritas. My okay. 21st birthday it was at Chili's. It sounds like appropriation. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Chili's after this. I would, I would love to. I've never been to the Cheesecake Factory. Also love Let's the Let's hit che- them both in one. I was there last week. Spaghetti. Yes. Spaghetti Factory? Why are they both factories? Spaghetti, Spaghetti Factory? Spaghetti. What is that? Do you guys not know what that is? I would love no. to whoa, whoa, find whoa, whoa, whoa. out. Is this real? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I, I imagine this? I think this Let's is see. a fever <laughs> dream. Do you mean Noodles and Company? What the fuck? What's Noodles and Company? You have my attention. Noodles and Company is real. It is. I will confirm. 
Spaghetti Factory, (laughs) however. Spaghetti Um, Factory. The old Spaghetti Factory. The old Spaghetti Factory. The closest one is 30 minutes away. Road trip. (laughs) Road trip. We'll have some conversations on the way. I've heard of this. What were we talking about? Emotional intelligence. The conversation. No, no, no. no. What what Amy said to Tucker to. Well, she said it to the car, and it was essentially about relationships, and it was just like. You have, like, you deserve to be happy even if you telling your truth hurts other people. And I was like, snap, sister. Good for you. It was very real, though. (laughs) And it's the same advice that I've probably given in a similar situation or had given to me. But I was just like, up until that point, I hadn't heard you. Spit bars. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, shit. She she writes nice words for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was like, oh, and by the way, you... if you haven't listened to any of Amy's music, please look her up. It's all... it is like the picture of emotional intelligence. Yes, actually, oh, that's actually such a huge compliment. Oh, oh well, thank I mean, you. It, so <laughs> yeah, I feel like Amy's music. It's like you you can tell that she can articulate her feelings mm-hmm. just because the way that she like paints an emotional experience, being like so detailed. Mm-hmm. I think that like carries over in the way that she connects with everybody in her life taylor it feels like actually knowing you it makes the music feel genuine mm-hmm. it's funny so as we would have this conversation if you weren't sitting right here totally so. and we have and we will again but in in terms of like going into your music career like how do you go about because I, I know it's sometimes hard to like distill like a real life experience into a song mm. do you tend to like write from your experience directly or like take something and then like slightly embellish it like what's your starting point for like a song it's weird because i definitely started songwriting only from experience because i just wrote because i had to like i was Mm. just having a horrible time and the only thing that made me feel better was to like turn the shitty thing into a nice piece of art because Mm -hmm. it just made it feel like more productive i guess and then as the years went by like i definitely feel happier in general like we were talking about this at dinner like I just feel very happy but I feel like I've gotten to a point where I can look back and reflect without it hurting as bad Mm. but I still feel pretty collected about the thoughts and can write them down if I want to do you feel like you need like a little bit of distance from an experience to be able to write about it or can you write like like from the pain I I feel like I honestly prefer writing from the pain as weird as that sounds no Tucker said the same exact thing it feels when you finish a song after you're hurting like hell and then there's just like a finished piece of work all of a sudden you feel like on a high you feel so good yeah and it's just like can I ask it I'm not saying this is you at all but I wonder how many people then chase that it feels like a drug. Like, like even, the cyclical nature of like, I need to be in pain again so that I can experience this high again by resolving through it. Mm, I would say that's why I don't usually date musicians because mm. I have a fear Uh-oh. of other people <laughs> doing that. But I don't know. I think I've just, I feel like at peace with it and looking back at it, I can like still see all the puzzle pieces. So for mm. me, it's, I've got plenty of trauma to uh, <laughs> to pull from still, <laughs> so we're, we're good with that. A lot of resources yeah. to pull from. Mm-hmm. Ugh, resourceful. I feel like sometimes you, like, I don't know, for me, sometimes 
I need to like go through an experience to learn the lesson myself Mm. because if somebody tells me the lesson beforehand, I might not internalize it. But if I'm like, okay, this may or may not work out, but I'm going to try it anyway. And then the lesson that I learned is going to be stronger than if I had just not done it and Mm. like Mm. intellectualized it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like that absolutely makes sense. I feel like there's been words that have said, it's like the balance between like, at what point should I go through the pain to learn the lesson or Mm -hmm. should I avoid it to avoid the pain altogether? Like Mm -hmm. there have been words that have been spoken to me in the past and they just didn't register for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Or I hear them and we're like, oh yeah, I'll watch out for that. But I guess when I end up going through it inevitably myself, it's, I couldn't, I couldn't say like, oh, this is what they were talking about. It's the same thing as like giving your friend advice. Like even if I'm saying stuff to you guys in the car after Chili's, Mm It's stuff that I'm only saying because, like, I have been a victim of not getting that, you know? And so I feel like another New Year's resolution for me is, like, taking my own emotions as seriously as I do my friends. Damn. Because I definitely don't. Like, when I see, like, you guys talk about, like, shit you're going through and it makes me just, like, just pour more love out for you guys. But if I'm, like, (laughs) if I'm going through some shit, I will not want to see anyone like even Tucker like I try like I push away because I'm so like ashamed of having a hard time I just don't want anyone else to like yeah experience that with me because I know how bad it is and I don't Mm -hmm. want that for other people to share so it's so funny I feel the same way like I almost feel embarrassed like if I Mm -hmm. quote fuck up unquote or like get hurt like there's something embarrassing about it but like Obviously, when other people tell me that they're going through a hard time, I never, like, feel like, oh, you should have known better or, like, that's dumb of you. Like, I would never judge somebody else for struggling. So I don't know why I assume that other people will judge me. It's so weird. I don't don't know. I don't know the way to fix it. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'll let you know, but... (laughs) What's the thing you're, you're like, you're always going to believe that you're the most fucked up totally being in the room or whatever. I yeah. equate this to, this is a little more lighthearted, but like, you know, we all live in LA, like driving around town at sunset, all these people taking pictures mm-hmm. outside and catching their light. When have you ever been like, you look stupid? Hmm. Stop. Like we can see you. Not once. Right? Mm, right. But if you were to put yourself in their shoes and go like, so try to get your pictures. You're like, oh, all these people are looking at me and judging me. So true. It's the same exact, like, you're so worried about you and literally no one else. <laughs> that was yeah. the first ever song I wrote was, like, a similar vibe to that. It was just, like, it's called Orange Juice. Mm. And it's the first one I put out, even. But it was just, like, me after, like, the worst month of my life. I was taking the subway to school every day in Boston. And I saw this old man on the subway every day who would, like, pack up a little thing of orange juice and you could tell he like took so much care of how he looked and he was just so happy and i was like that little like gesture for himself every day probably means so much and i wish i could like do that for myself (laughs) and a water bottle for tomorrow morning thank you (laughs) 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 so i feel like we've all been through shit like we've all had things that we're struggling with but the way i admire you guys is because you we still stay vulnerable Mm -hmm. and we still stay open like regardless of whatever traumas we've been through amy is that like a 
choice for you or do you just feel like you tend to be more open person? I feel like it just like means I'm extra sore to it because I I definitely try when someone's going through something to just be like oh that probably feels how or similar to how I felt at this time and like Mm. it just makes me want to you know hug them and do everything I can to help so I don't think I could be indifferent if I tried just because Mm. I can still so freshly like recall pain I think that's like I don't know something about me I'm very attached to like people and feelings and stuff I don't I don't move on from things probably as fast as mm. others do in general. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's why I'm not able to just brush it off when I see like a friend who's hurting or mm. that kind of thing. I always get hesitant when, when someone's like emoting pain, like I'm mm-hmm. hurting for this and this and this reason. Mm-hmm. There are oftentimes where like, oh, I, I've done this or I've felt this exact mm-hmm. thing and I'll hold my tongue because I don't want to like make it about me. Yeah, for sure. I, I've tried and tried and tried over the past few years to, like, get better at relating to people without stealing the spotlight mm. or stealing someone's thunder. I think you two especially are good at balancing that. <laughs> mm. So it's like, I don't know, it feels easy to talk and say, like, I'm going through this. When it, it, when it does come to, like, speaking about myself, though, do you remember the conversation, I won't get specifics, but, like, that we had in the middle of the club? <laughs> Oh my god. Adam, uh This is that No vacancy. Yes. <laughs> Inappropriate for anywhere else than a you know, than a crowd a where no one is paying attention to you. But that's so poetic. Oh my that god. specific topic or just any hard hardship, it gets easier the more you talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not like it doesn't hurt or it's not like it never hurt. It's just that like I've been able to navigate that pain in a way that like I've processed the hardest part so I can talk about them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wound that's, it's just not as fresh anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Hey, here's a, a scar that I have. And here's what I learned from it. Have you guys ever had to like set a boundary with someone who like, like, I feel like there is a difference between venting and a difference between like, okay, I'm having a problem. Can we talk through it? And then there's like another mode. Level. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, I'm just like trauma dumping and I like, I'm just, cycling cycling through this again i just like never want to talk about anything else like mm. never have room for anything else just like like someone is doing that to you yeah and you set the boundary yeah it's almost like they're using you as like a crutch yeah mm. has that ever happened to you guys never i've had conversations with with people about like how like you you can talk to someone on the street in front of me a stranger and they can get the nicest most positive version of yourself and then when we're in a room alone like I get all of the negativity of of the end of your day. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm the person that you you care about. Mm -hmm. Why is a stranger getting the good you and I'm getting the the bad you? There's a balance between like, between like, I want you to unwind and and feel like you can be off stage next to me. But also like, there's still a level of effort that you need to put into to processing your shit on your own mm-hmm. or asking for help in a, in a, in a way that is healthy for both of us. Mm-hmm. But I've never been like, this has to s- stop yeah. or like, yeah. I can't be, I have actually, Ooh, I have been like, I, I can't be this person for you. Mm-hmm. I did that with someone this last year where they're like, this is happening to me. This is blah, blah, blah. And even talking to them wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I was like, I, I have to cut this off right here, right now. So, yes. <laughs> I don't Not know fine. if I have. I don't think I have. I think I've just, like, that's been, like, kind of my role for my whole life 
is I feel like I've been kind of like eye of hurricane for people who've been in my life since I was a kid. So like, I just, I think I've gotten so used to it and like good at it in a weird way where I've just always been like repress for them. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, if it means like pushing my emotions back a little bit, it's just like what I do. Which is not good. We're gonna we're gonna put that on the record right now. <laughs> no, it sounds exhausting. It it speaks to like your your heart definitely, and it's visible and it's what we all see. But like you said, you you've... whose phone? <laughs> it's mine. Aiden wanting to play video games with me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm Aiden. No, no. My question though is like when it comes to setting those boundaries, how, how is that in your as you're getting older? Like, is it something that you see as a strength something you see is like this isn't sustainable in the long run like i've never thus far had like a breaking point where i'm like i need to stop mm. but at the same time like going off of my first new year's resolution it's just like i need to enjoy time to myself mm. more like i think that kind of stems off of it for sure where i need to like turn off whatever that is when I'm alone and just like recharge. Cause I've mm. definitely recharged when I'm like alone for the most part. So I need to give myself that time. But yeah, I guess that's the extent of it. Okay. I was like a long time ago, like dating somebody who was dealing with like some mental health, like issues. And it was really hard because I felt like I was the only person he could talk to, mm. but he was also like treating me very poorly so I was, like, having a really hard, like, back and forth between, like, well, he needs me, but, like, tough. he's treating me like shit, so what do I do? But eventually I had to just be, like, I can't be this person for you anymore, which is really hard, but mm. very necessary for me to learn that you, you cannot erase yourself for the sake of somebody else. Mm. It just, like, you are not going to be a person anymore. Mm -hmm. That's true. Damn. It's fucking depressing. <laughs> no, but good for you for, for realizing that eventually. True. Setting boundaries all 2022. All 2022. <laughs> Saying God. no. Just to see what happens. I feel like sometimes though I'm a little bit like nervous about going the complete opposite way of like being the friend who needs oh, attention. Yeah. Like I always feel like TVH honesty hour. Like I feel <laughs> kind of dumb like when I'm telling you guys about the latest like boy from tinder who broke my heart you know like i just feel it's like it just feels stupid i've definitely been there like i i think have been through a breakup that took me like two years to get over and i every day it was like on my conscience but i made myself t stop talking about it because i was like this feels stupid i just like mm -hmm. it sounds like i'm a broken record and people are thinking i'm like too attached to this thing and like it's dumb that i'm still talking about it so why should i i think the reality is that that shit just takes a lot longer than yeah people give credit for and it's a good thing to obviously like there's extremes of everything that are bad but i do think if there's anything i like about the world it's when people care more than they're indifferent so like mm. i really appreciate that like you give it your all and you try and you actually really see the good in people because when I see someone that doesn't do that and that brushes people off that care about them so easily, that's like one of the things that makes me most cynical. I It mm. just seems like such a waste of life. <laughs> a waste of life. Seriously, like if you're <laughs> yeah, not going to care about stuff, why are you here? <laughs> I don't Damn. know.
You know, mm-hmm. like if you're not going to yeah. care about people also, what are you doing? Wait, okay. That makes me really think about attachment styles. And Amy, I know you've like, you are well educated on this topic, <laughs> but I have a theory about like attachment styles is like, I feel like in moments of connection, like, okay, let's say you like have a moment of vulnerability with somebody. Mm-hmm. You can either like that that vulnerability hangover either makes people like switch into being like Ooh. okay i was like too vulnerable like i need them to like reassure me that everything's okay like mm. i need to talk to them today like to make sure they don't hate me or that vulnerability hangover can cause you to be like that was too much like i need I to pull to away like back, i need yeah. to end it and like ideally we would have moments of, vul- of vulnerability and be like oh, okay like that was uncomfortable but i feel like i'm closer to them now and it doesn't mm-hmm. like threaten me but I feel like those little turning points can like make or break relationships. And that to me is like the crux of attachment styles. Yeah. No, we were talking about this at dinner or something one night Mm because Rosie was talking about how she feels like she's like, it's a avoidant. And Mm -hmm. what was the other one? There's anxious, anxious, avoidant, secure. And isn't there like a third one? Fourth one? Dismissive or avoidant. And then Hmm. there's fearful avoidant. Fearful avoidant. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because Rosie was saying that she felt like she was anxious attachment. And I think I have been, but I think as I've gotten older, instead of turning that outward and being like, okay, give me validation. I need this validation. I have to force myself. And it's like a an active practice that I feel myself doing because yeah. it's not natural. But whenever I have those urges, I like make myself turn them inward. And I'm like, okay, what do I need and what can I do to fill up that need mm. and just like block out whatever is happening outside me for a sec. And I feel like it's made a huge difference in just how my <laughs> relationship anxiety has taken over me in the past. I think that's the coolest thing about attachment styles is that they're fluid in a way. Mm-hmm. It depends on the stages in your life and, and your level of self-love and the yeah. practice that you have that's with that. you're with sometimes. Uh, the yeah. person that you're with, especially so that. Cause I've in the same span of time, been totally fine with my friends and my family and then i'll when it comes to relationships or the other way around where mm-hmm. it's like how am i interacting this way with, with this person and a different mm-hmm. with a different person it's just the context of it all makes it weird yeah but i've been anxious and avoidant with mm-hmm. the same person too Ooh, at different yeah. times so it's like was there something that like you think caused it probably the subject matter mm. Like she said, like, let's say I'm divulging information about myself mm. or like recalling a time that is, is harder that I'm not even fully processed myself. Like I shared too much. I need to back off or mm-hmm. like I shared too much or I've shared this thing that is like involves this person and I don't know what they're thinking. And so I really have to like really get close to them and double check that everything's fine mm-hmm. and make sure, you know what I mean? Which even saying that loud makes me feel manic. And I feel like I really relate to you, Amy, because I've definitely do have a more anxious attachment style but now I'm in like a weird place where like I can't figure out what is like just me being like triggered and like something that I do have to solve internally or if it's like I'm legitimately not getting my needs met oh you know if it's like that's a problem like oh okay well this person isn't texting me back in a week but that's probably my anxious attachment style just thinking that I need (laughs) to be in constant communication like that's something I just need to work on or is it just like okay I can just expect to talk to the person I'm dating like 
I'm actually not exaggerating. How, <laughs> no, I've been there. How helpful is it though sometimes to just get like reassurance from your friends? Like for you to explain that out loud yeah. and then have your friends be like, no, this bitch should be texting you. <laughs> I feel like sometimes like how, it, like, it is so helpful to talk about it because I can like gaslight myself in and out mm. of any sort of like conclusion. <laughs> I feel like we talked about that in our very first episode. Gaslighting yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's my favorite it's sport. Full, full circle, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> we should end the whole series right here. Right okay. Now. Okay. Great. Don't gaslight yourself. <laughs> Just don't gaslight other people. Do you feel like he's okay? So I feel like we talk about attachment styles primarily in the context of romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. But do you guys ever feel that pop up with like friendships? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Weirdly, like, no. Let me make sure this is a about me <laughs> the like <laughs> oh. there was a time like let's go to an example like when i was younger like i went on a camp with a close friend like to a camp and i shared a cabin and mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with this friend and by the end of it i'm like whoa <laughs> oh, no. that was a lot of time with this with said person like or like even when you're really good friends with someone and then you you stay with them for a week or like you move in with them it's like oh i've i've seen a lot or it's like they've seen too much of me <laughs> that's like i experienced that a lot where like well it's, i just need space mm-hmm. from them um and a lot of that i think <laughs> me processing this out loud in real time love, <laughs> love these moments on um, the pod. like past codependent behavior where it's like i do too much too quickly mm. i i go too too close too fast and not did never you know give myself time to be with just Kaivon. Yeah. Aww. Just <laughs> <laughs> Or it's like, oh my friends aren't texting me back. They must hate me. Oh my God, Something must have shifted in. Yeah. <laughs> but how many times is it just like, oh, I hate group chats. I don't want to respond. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> I like myself. I definitely feel those feelings of where you're like overthinking, where you're like, okay, yeah, are my friends mad at me? Like all these things. But I think with relationships, the difference for me is like the anxiety is deeper where if there's like a little fight or there's a little something, I'm like, I'm going to lose this person. Mm. And with friends, I just feel like normally I have this confidence that even if we fight or have a little blip, I'm not going to lose them. There's a little more like. Yeah, because there's. I mean, that there's a second chance. Yeah, with friendships, there's like a little bit more space where like you can get through things in a more fluid way. And in relationships, oftentimes they're so close where, you know, if you have a big problem, it blows up and then... And it seems huge, somewhere. yeah. And then it's just like a really morbid thought for me to be like, I'm not going to get to see this person ever again if we fight too hard. That sucks. And I think about it more than I should. Oof. Unfortunately, I did have like an extremely triggering like friend thing that makes me even more anxious. Like, you know, usually when you like, oh that my friend didn't respond to my text they're probably not like mad at me right Mm. but unfortunately it was a situation where i was like supposed to realize that they were mad (laughs) how are we supposed to realize that that was my question um, that's not on you right but then like the friendships did completely implode Mm. so i just feel like hyper vigilant now Mm -hmm. or if i like text the group (laughs) and i'm like drinks this week girls and like like one person responds but like it never happened or tucker sends a tiktok or tucker sends a tiktok immediately after (laughs) and like everyone forgets about making the plan i'm like i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) 
<laughs> but your TikTok is funny. I'm like, great TikTok, but do you guys hate me? This like, is just, you- we're just talking about Tucker. Can we make that clear? Tucker, I literally, I think I texted him like a week ago that like our friend's dog died or something. Oh, no. And he sent a TikTok because he like hadn't read the text. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it w- oh he was like oh my god That's he called like- me <laughs> after he was like just want to clarify <laughs> i did not see the text um that's like oh. when um it reminds me of like a like a mom who doesn't know like what lol means <gasps> like, like oh my god Grandma died. Oh, LOL. Hope <laughs> well, he like lots of love. Like I don't know. Oh Sometimes God. people don't know. One of the things that me and Tucker and my good friend Noah found is there was this like mom texting, and her daughter was like, "I'm having a bad day" or whatever, and the mom, go- <laughs> the mom goes KYS, and the daughter was like, "Mom," and she said, "Be kind to yourself." <laughs> <laughs> And the way I just use KYS now is a little too <laughs> Bernie Sanders of, liberal. Um, Unfortunately, so that's me and my that. dad talking after a bad day, but he means it for real. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Dark, dark, dark. Dark times. Oh. Dark times. That was a joke, but also maybe not. <laughs> Jeffrey loves you. Stop. Gregory. That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> Bleep, so bleep out the names. Bleep out the names. He's not listening to this. He, God isn't he watching. He doesn't want to listen to this. Great. Dance like God isn't it. watching. <laughs> so speaking of parents, <laughs> Amy, your segues are out bad of this today. World. Um, Amy, you're a parent. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> talk about your daughter. I was like, what? Your daughter. <laughs> Big announcement. Yes. Uh, me and Tucker have a chameleon mm-hmm. named Pickle. Singular. Pickle? Single pickle. Singular pickle. One pickle. A pickle. Mm-hmm. What has motherhood taught you about yourself? Um, I feel like I'm the more anxious parent, and Tucker's the oh. more like, we got this parent. Like, even when we were adopting our daughter, because go adoption. But yeah. you didn't know it was a daughter at the time. We didn't. We did no, not. It was a soul. It was a soul. Mm-hmm. A bean. We just showed up at Petco one day for funsies as you do as we do <laughs> um and tucker was like oh my god a chameleon 60 dollars. let's buy it and i was like whoa <laughs> whoa you I, haven't even built a six foot tall standing yet. there looking at this chameleon tucker was gathering all of the things that we needed to buy like supplies and stuff and he was like let's go this is great and i was like honey can we can we talk about this? Oh my god! <laughs> and I got very anxious. <laughs> we spent like an That's hour and a half decision, at Petco. Yeah. How yeah. long do chameleons live? I must have last. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's oh. the thing. The guy from Petco starts explaining that they can't drink water out of a bowl. You have to spray the water onto the leaves, and the chameleon has to like lick it off the leaves. Oh my Needy. God. Because they're too stupid to drink from bowls. Okay, me though. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you don't spray their leaves enough, they'll just die, bro. Oh my God. Uh-uh. So is that how people like accidentally kill their chameleons? Absolutely. Can we segue uh-huh. into, not segue, sorry, side note into. I, I what? read a, a Reddit post about. Random ways people's hamsters had died. Oh, <laughs> so we've funny. talked about this, right? No, I, I haven't had seen a hamster, you in months. <laughs> I had a hamster who killed itself. Sorry. Okay. Please. Speaking of trauma, this is what I've been talking about. What was the hamster's name? Uh, Pepper. It was a long Aww, time ago. That's a cute name. Um, I brought Pepper 
the dankest little hamster wheel one day. <laughs> Whoa. He I was know. stoked about it. And he's just going. He's going. <laughs> Every time I go in my room, he's going. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the hamster wheel never stops. I, you know, I feed him and I realize like the bowl is still full. And did he run himself to death? He ran himself to death. I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he really yeah. said the grind never stops. <laughs> oh my god, do you think he like couldn't get off? No, I stopped it, but he got he was like still running. Like he didn't he I tried. I tried to save. I don't have regrets because I tried to save yeah. him. That's not like a negligent. Room. No. But that's Thank just you. like this animal's like too stupid. My cousin had a, a hamster named Hot Dog and oh, Hot Dog got name. out of the cage, saw a vacuum cleaner, oh, and had a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know. Me at 2022. (laughs) (laughs) But like the stories were like, my dad farted too loud and his heart exploded. (laughs) Anyway, how long do chameleons last? Well, this was the thing. They can last like 10 years plus. 10? And I was like, Tucker. What what's what is this? That's a big commitment. We have to like have a conversation about a relationship (laughs) in Petco. (laughs) Is pickle written into like a a prenup situation? Like Yeah. We should work on that. You should, yeah. I was like in tears in Petco being like, (laughs) what do you like what do you think is gonna happen? (laughs) What about what about the future? (laughs) Wait, are we are we getting married? So is this you proposing? So you love me? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait, are we That's dating? That's amazing. Yeah. That's are like my dating? biggest fear though. If I like get a dog with someone mm-hmm. and they break up, like. It would have to be like. No. The dog would have to belong to someone. Yes. Like one sure. person. And it would be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It would be you. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to get you a cat. ASAP. ASAP Rocky. I know. Yeah, it's the cat, but I unfortunately live in the studio. If you had a cat today, what would you name the cat? Oh my god! I think it would just have to depend on what the cat looked like. Mm. I think you should name it Jason Bourne. I think it should be <laughs> um, Lisa Vanderfluff or something. Uh-oh. Oh my god! I think be onto something. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I think it's so funny Young when Lise, like shut up. What? Lise? Lise? Is that what you said? No, I just I just think it's funny when um, pets are named like a human name, mm-hmm. like Me Chuck, too. Yeah, Laura. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I met a dog named Jonathan today. <laughs> <laughs> not even not Jonathan. No. That's Kevin. hysterical. It's my 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 corgi. Here's name. Brittany. <laughs> it's Daryl. Marissa. <laughs> I someday want to get like a dog named yeah like Stephen or something, mm-hmm. and then if I ever have a kid, name it Steve. Rex or like <laughs> Spot. Like you should name them both the same thing. Oh. Oh my god. That's oh. chaotic. I know a a guy named Skippy. <laughs> Like not kidding. Ooh, unironically, named unironically Skippy. Named Skippy. Oh Does he him. act like a Skippy? He acts like peanut butter. Actually. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Whoa. That's funny, Kai. Oh, got him. Jesus <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, Dan. Why? <laughs> Everyone heard that eye roll. Oh God, is life is crazy. Life is crazy. Do you have any other pets that you'd want to get? Let's. I'm on like the pet train right now. Hmm. The train. I just want to keep my plants alive. Oh my God. I have young Bibby until she's 18. Oh. I'm good. Till she goes to college. Till she goes to college. <laughs> I shed one single tear and my nest is empty. Baby's oh. going to be a slut in college. I bet she is. I think she's in her hoe phase right now. Yeah. I think she hasn't never left the house. She Same. gives me like so. goth GF vibes. Goth? Yeah. My cat is a goth. Yeah. <laughs> 
like she she's just sits in up. the corner and she's just like she's giving just you brooding. smolder eyes. She's one plotting. time she punched me so hard. Oh. I still well. I, I do feel bad because it was you. Normally, if someone gets too close, every time someone walks in my house, I'm like, don't touch the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at her, let her sniff you, let her walk away. Like anyone who's been to my house can attest to that. Sometimes people are like, no, I'm good with cats. It's fine. They'll reach their hand on there and she'll smack them. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't feel sorry for you. And the worst but she part, got you good. Yeah, I'm she sorry. got me. Because like I tried to like pet her a couple times and she would like swat at me. But this time I wasn't even trying to touch her. No, you were just her. trying to get by. I was trying to get by, but she was like, Get the fuck step back, bitch. Step off, Taylor. Oh my god, it like really hurt my feelings. She's in, yeah, she goes into her bed when everyone's here. At this point, my goth kitten, goth cat band name called it. The goth (laughs) kitten. I can just read energy, you know? Oh, I'm an empath. I'm an empath. empath. Do you think you're an empath, like for real, though? Oh, I hate when people say I'm an empath because. Well, that's the name of this episode, unfortunately. God. I quit. Um, <laughs> honey, you're not special. You have empathy. Like, cool. That's good. Empathy is literally just being a decent human yeah, being. Yeah, like, congrats. You're not a narcissist. Cool. <laughs> okay, though, I think those sometimes... Do you have a hot take you're about to say? Sorry. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Potentially. I don't okay. know if this is something... Cause, like, She's about to say, I think I have more empathy than <laughs> you guys. <laughs> okay, no. I don't think this is a positive trait, but sometimes I will, like, take on the emotions of other people. Like, it's hard for me to, like set a boundary between like this is my feeling and Mm. this is another person's feeling like i specifically feel this with like like if somebody is stressed at work if somebody's Mm -hmm. going through a crisis my heart rate will like start going oh yeah Mm -hmm. like i will feel the stress would you say you're a chameleon (laughs) (laughs) can i get a little frou-frou for two seconds yeah um like people are mirrors right yeah Mm -hmm. so i've been around people that are just anxious people or they're super nervous or they're angry or they're Mm -hmm. like a little too chaotic and i'll catch myself doing that yeah it's like the feeling of like everyone around you is drunk but Mm -hmm. you're not yeah and you start acting a little drunk yeah it's just like humans mimic other humans Mm -hmm. and so i feel like in that way you do have to either really keep that in check or monitor who you are around who you give your time to i will say like from my short experience with therapy um (laughs) that i think i've learned that how much you channel your empathy is like based on the people you're around growing up like if you're used to having to read emotions of people that are like all out of whack super out of protection that (laughs) makes you for the rest of your life really aware of the emotions of everyone in the room around you if you had like a really pure fantastic childhood i don't think it's quite the same because you don't have that like protective you know urge okay bye the root of my people pleasing tendency oh my god i actually that's definitely where it is for me for sure no i think so absolutely wait so you're saying i'm not an empath i just need to go back to (laughs) yes baby girl (laughs) i think empathy like genuinely there are people though that struggle with that absolutely like it's a scale for sure but I don't think by saying I am an empath, I am any better than you. you yeah, I, mean? I feel like yeah. if people actually say I'm an empath, I'm like, okay, so you think you are God. It's your superpower. <laughs> yeah. Know. Watch out. I just think I'm like better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> this is your story. This I'm just reading it. I will say like in move, I think in moving on after breakups is when I've like felt the difference in empathy levels with people because like. Mm. I I went through one in particular where I felt really, really affected. And it was like, 
it took a long time to get over. And this person was like, after a few years and like living together, like moved on in like a couple weeks. Shit. And that just like, it really, it fucked me up just in terms of being like, can some people just like not care as much about people? That's weird. (laughs) I think like that to me is just like not even a, a sign of not caring. It's like, you are not even in touch with your emotions at all. Like, mm. you're just n- disconnected. Or at least not to the extent that is sufficient for you. Big lesson that I learned in my first therapy experience was, like, I love to what I consider to be 100%, and I feel like I'm getting 40 from you, but that is that person's 100%. Yeah. So, like, the way I understand it and what I need is not what they are capable mm-hmm. of giving. So, like, their understanding of their emotions is just, like, a teaspoon compared to, yeah. like, ocean. And that's what makes me better. And that's, I think that's actually what does make me. <laughs> this is why I date, like, artists, I feel like, because they're so into their emotions. Just get oh you get yourself a little sad boy. Yeah, like. A little sad boy that wears rings on we were, Okay, we were talking, but. <laughs> we, had talk, we were talking about how I think one of his friends, girlfriends, we met she was like talking about how she ran the boston marathon and right after we went home and we were like why is that just so uninteresting to us <laughs> like you know what i mean like we, <laughs> she was just like i've been training my whole life to do that and i did it it's like a huge life accomplishment and for her okay. and you're like cool. and we were just like okay but like what do you love about that like what do you love what's doing? the feeling I what think. Did, how does it make you feel and she was just like it was really cool and meanwhile, oh. we're like slaving away to be musicians, and it's like such an emotional experience. And she was like, "I like running, and I did it, and I feel really great." I want to be like her. I like sometimes I, want I do that so bad. Sometimes I really don't. I oh. don't know. I just think it's about what you value. Because like I was having this conversation with my dad, where like we were having like we were at such odds because he was like, <laughs> "This is like the most confusing conversation," where he was like telling like just saying that the thing that he admires most about people is their like level of education and like their job that they do so he was like well i wanted to be a doctor because it was like the most respected job Mm -hmm. that you could do and he's like i I respect people like who are in jobs like that or like who are really like intelligent but he didn't understand that like i value you know like what amy was saying like what people love like what people like people's creativity what they're interested in their interpersonal relationships like what they think about like that is what i value and respect that's such an honest moment from your dad Mm -hmm. but he was like i don't care about that that's That's so interesting interesting. but it was like because we like couldn't because i think we talked about dating or whatever and he's like well like well taylor like what if you were dating somebody and they like had this like great career but then after you got married they decided they wanted to stay home and take care of the kids i'd be like fuck yeah that'd be cool but he was like well, <laughs> free, free child care i'd be like fuck yeah like that's awesome but he was like well wouldn't you like maybe love them less i was like what are you talking about i was like if they were still like my partner that i loved and who, like if i no. loved their character Whoa. This is maybe getting a little said, bit too real. Is the sex good or? <laughs> <laughs> it was so because me and my dad, like, when we were home for COVID, we're for, COVID, for, COVID. for Christmas, for my mom and my sister both got COVID. <laughs> so my dad and I had to, like, band together to, like, cook for everyone and, like, <laughs> run the team. household and mm-hmm. shit. And we had to, like, we were only allowed to, like, hang out with each other. You so and we Jeffrey? had, like, a lot of weird. I mean, Gregory. <laughs> me and Gregory, like, we had a lot of weird bonding. <laughs> 
We were like both like drunk watching 90 Day Fiance, no. like Ooh, trying yeah. so hard to communicate with each other. <laughs> By saying nothing, just watching the show. No, but we like try to have these conversations and it'd be so clear that like, it's just like a different value system. Yeah. Mm. It's so funny. I have never experienced a relationship like that with my parents. Oh, honey, I'm, I got you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting it's a weird thing but i think like like i think maybe that's why you and tucker were confused about the boston marathon girl because it's like (laughs) not to invalidate can we just run it back not to invalidate that that meant a lot to her and that it is a really hard thing to do could i do it absolutely not yes you could no little dark your little boots my little duck (laughs) i run like i'm panicked okay can we not (laughs) can we not go there um what's funny is i asked tucker Within the first few weeks of knowing him, I was like, do you run? He's like, no, I would throw up. <laughs> Did not know him. <laughs> Sorry, please finish. I can't imagine. <clears throat> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, not to invalidate that, but it's just like I, everyone I know has this, like, huge romanticized love for this bigger thing that they're passionate yeah. about. Mm. And it's so crazy that some people just do their day job and they come home and they want to watch, I don't know, like, The Simpsons or something mm. weird. And crusty, and crusty. that's it. Routine is my like a routine like that is my biggest nightmare. Mm-hmm. Or like growing up and being in a retirement community. Uh, oh, so creepy. biggest nightmare. Like mm-hmm. track homes. Mm-mm. No thanks. Couldn't do it. That said, like the alternative is just turmoil, constant turmoil. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. And I'm tired. Like I, I love. <laughs> I truly like. I the reason why I find my work interesting is it's like oh, there's always something new mm-hmm. happening, but. It's like, we're working on this project really hard, and then we're working on this project, but then I'm like, wouldn't it be nice, though, to have, like, structure? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of structure, unless, did you have anything else we wanted to talk about? Time just flew by. It really did. And this, we knew it would be, um, but this episode was, it was, like, a little more deep, a little more serious. Uh But I feel like I got to know you a little better, which is... Yeah. Which is no, fun. We bonded more. We sure Garbage. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're getting drinks tomorrow. So. Yeah, it's like so exciting. <laughs> so I'm going to get rosé. Oh. Uh, yeah. Rosé with Rosie. Oh. oh. Rosé. Ayo. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Follow-Up Questions. You can hear us dropping every Tuesday. You sure can. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So make sure to subscribe to us Um at either or both of those places and leave us five star ratings and reviews fuck yeah you can also follow us uh on instagram at nofuckspod or go to our website nofuckspod.com we also have uh, an email address you can send us dank memes and fun little suggestions and doodads and dad jokes if you want to to nofuckspod at gmail.com amy where can people find you online oh uh instagram and tiktok i guess mostly (laughs) I'm trying to be better at Twitter. You make TikToks? Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, Are they wholesome as fuck? Yeah. God damn it. Sorry. Sorry. Is it just Amy Matt? Yeah. It's A-I-M-E-E. It'll be in the description of this thing. Oh, thing. oh my bad. Wait, can I can I ask the question? Yeah. Huh? Do you guys do you guys have any follow-up questions? Shut oh the my fuck God. up. <laughs> I actually don't have any follow-up I'm questions. I'm your biggest fan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I'm sweating Ow. a little bit. <laughs> Fucking Uno reverse your asses, okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Got um, you. So, I don't think I'll need all the questions. Bye. Bye.